1: And welcome to Let's Talk About It. This is your host, Taylor, and I'm very excited because today we have a special guest who you all may recognize from not only my season of The Bachelor, but also from... Bachelor in Paradise. So today I'm meeting with the lovely Astrid Locke, soon to be Astrid Wendt. Um, You guys probably watched her on my season. And today I catch up with her in this episode in Toronto where she now lives with her fiance, Kevin. And we talk not only about her love story with Kevin on Paradise, but also about moving to a different country after being in a long distance relationship and a lot about some of her new yogi work. Um, Astrid it is now certified as a yoga instructor. And um, this was recorded while she was still going through some of her training. So we talk about exploring energies and also just about like going from being in Pretty abusive relationships to now being in a healthy one and what that transition looks like. So I was, it was so nice just to see Astrid. It's been a long time. And as I'm sure you guys have kind of seen as you watch previous contestants from The Bachelor, you know, live life afterwards, there's definitely people that you get really close with and others who, you know, certainly did not float your boat that you're not friends with and others that you're like, you know, we're really close and we, you know, see each other when we see each other, but that there's always those good vibes and good energy there. And Astrid was always someone that I loved on the show who was just so chill and just so herself and like does not give a shit if other people don't like her or what how they feel about her. Um, And she's really, she's like a girl's girl. Like she will have your back through thick and thin and um, I've always super appreciated just having her as someone in my life and I'm super excited that she's in this fantastic relationship now. So um, with all that said, my little girl crush here for Astrid, um, (laughs) we can get started and welcome to episode 107. Let's talk about it. All right, so welcome to the show, After Thanks Thank for you. having me, finally. I know. It's been so long. <laughs> Way too long. So long since we've seen each other. We were trying to figure out how long it had been, and I guess we saw each other super briefly in Bali. Mm-hmm. Like, Which, how crazy is that? Very, very random. Um, <laughs> but then before that, it was like- Over before, two years ago. Yeah, before I even went on Paradise. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which is insane.
1: Wild. Um, And I think- I want to give a little bit of, like, context on just our friendship and our relationship because I don't have a ton of other Bachelor people on the show, and I don't necessarily... I'm not even necessarily friends with a ton of people Mm -hmm. from our season, Um, but you were always someone that, like, I super appreciated. And, like, we didn't stay (laughs) in, like, the closest of touch, um, but, like... (laughs) A, you cracked me up because you were just, like, real as fuck and, like, didn't give a fuck. No,
2: I still don't understand how I was ever cast on the show because I did not belong there at all.
1: Like, so that I just loved. I was like, this chick is so fucking real and does not give a shit. we will just, like, tell it exactly how it is. And you were also just, like, you're such a ride or die. Like, you were so loyal.
2: Once I'm friends with you. Yes. You really have to, like... Do yeah. something truly terrible to myself or somebody I care mm-hmm. about for me to not always give you the benefit of the doubt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like, even though we haven't stayed in touch i'm like i still have that feeling and i know i'm like if i do ever need anything or like if i 100%. needed to like talk to you that like you'd be hella there
2: well i feel like we even got closer post show because mm-hmm. i just remember the way you were portrayed was just yeah so fucked up and i just remember being time. like this is not okay like i need to make sure that she's fine because <laughs> this is not how it went down yes. at all and now yeah. she has people just hating on her for literally no reason other than yeah. being reasonable
1: (laughs) (laughs) just trying to be a little reasonable (laughs) that's all yeah and it was it was definitely more post-show because when we were filming it wasn't like we were super close like we were certainly like cordial and and friendly but there's so many things happening and it was definitely post-show that it was like even people that i felt i was super close with a partially weren't able to be there for me like that but Mm -hmm. also just weren't, and so it was like it also meant so much to me. Just feeling like, wow, like Astrid like has my fucking back. Well,
2: because it's a popularity contest. People always like to like whoever is popular. So it then is. it definitely blurs the lines. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: it's a little like high school. so much fun a to lot go back like to high school. Yeah, <laughs> so much fun to go back to. Um, but so many things have happened in both our lives mm-hmm. since then, and. You're now engaged. I know, mm-hmm. so exciting. Which is very, very what? exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember, like, shortly after the show, just chatting about dating and chatting a little bit about like your previous relationships. Mm-hmm. And I would love for us to just kind of get into some of like your past dating and like, sure. how, how that's played a part in where you're at today. And I think that's really important because when we look at you know, a a newly engaged couple, a couple Mm -hmm. that like we look at and we're like, oh my God, like they just have the picture perfect relationship. Like this is so amazing. Like she must've just like got there like that, like, wow. And it's absolutely not super important to look back (laughs) at the growth and like to learn how you got here, but also acknowledging that where you're at is also work. Oh, for sure. And
2: I think people forget that they're seeing the highlight
1: reel of our relationship
2: and It definitely affects our relationship too, because when you're constantly putting out like only the best parts Mm -hmm. of yourself and you're getting all of this, like, we love you, we love you, we love you. Yeah. And then you're like in an argument. (laughs) Yeah. And everyone's telling you how perfect you are. You're like, oh, don't even get me started, you know? And it's just like, you know, you would obviously never broadcast like an argument or a fight or anything like that. But Instagram is just the highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And we're only ever posting the exciting stuff that we're doing. Yeah. Eighty-five percent of the time we're literally sitting on the couch watching Dateline and yeah. our PJs. And I'm like, I don't even understand how he loves me because
1: I really should brush my hair. Yes. Well, those are like the beautiful real life moments. The you best. know? That's yeah. That's honestly just living real life mm-hmm. with your partner. And I think not to necessarily like romanticize those moments, but I think to also recognize that there is romance in those moments. For sure. For yeah. sure. we. I mean,
2: we've gotten to travel so much this year and our yeah. New Year's resolution is actually to just slow down and not mm-hmm. go on as many trips yeah. because every single trip we go on, we find ourselves craving to go home again because we just mm-hmm. want to be in our routine and be comfortable yeah. and just chill. Yeah. You know, those are, that's the stuff we love the most. It's mm-hmm. just like making a home cooked meal and literally watching Dateline and yeah. not having to pick up our phones or mm-hmm. look at social media or have mm-hmm. anything to do with the outside world. Yeah. We're very antisocial people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think a large part of that also is just when you are kind of under a little bit of a spotlight and mm-hmm. in the public eye too that having that downtime really helps to refuel your energy sure. because Ground otherwise uh, yeah otherwise you're just giving out energy after energy after energy and you're just depleted. Mm-hmm. I mean that, that's at least my own experience 100%. From
2: that. Yeah, it's definitely it definitely takes time to find a good balance between yeah. being willing to share
3: mm-hmm.
2: and oversharing or undersharing and like yeah. I'm constantly struggling with like how much I want to put out there because mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's still our relationship and yeah. I need to nourish it and I need to make sure we're okay before mm-hmm. I can let everybody else in. So very
1: true, very true. I definitely work. I definitely struggle a little bit with like the oversharing part, mm-hmm. but I try to do it after there's been some reflection and resolution. Yeah. But even then it still is like I think it's really important for people to just understand and appreciate and acknowledge the vulnerability mm-hmm. that happens and that is required when people are sharing these real life things with their relationships because It does take energy and it's not something that you're required to do when you're in the public eye.
2: I think what I just... I forget that people care. Mm -hmm. Like I just like can't get over the fact that people even follow us for mm-hmm. being in a relationship like it just sounds so crazy when you say it out loud yeah. and it's so like the messages of like people asking for advice and it's like mm-hmm. i'm not an expert like yeah. <laughs> you don't understand how many bad relationships i had to get here yes. so like i'm by no means yeah. an expert but it's it's crazy to mm-hmm. remember that people
1: yeah
2: care because yeah Well, I
1: think in part, people care because they care about you as well because they get to know you and they want you to be happy. And they also probably see parts of themselves in you Mm -hmm. where they were in these really shitty relationships. They didn't know that they could have hope for something like this. And so you now being in this, you know, positive, healthy relationship feels like hope and Mm -hmm. it feels like, how do I get there? yeah And that's, I guess, what we're going to talk a little bit about today. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into it. Yeah. So first I want to start off... uh, (laughs) You're not where we are right now. We're in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Um, You did not live in Toronto. I did not. You lived in Florida. Yes, totally different. Yeah, very different dating scene as well. Um, Yeah. But you moved to Florida when? I moved to Florida... Um, Like six months before I did the
2: show. Yeah. So I was only in Florida for about three years and I was in North Carolina Mm -hmm. before that. Yeah. And part of the reason I moved was because I had dated someone for four years in that city Mm -hmm. and I could not get away from running into people who, you know, oh, didn't you date so-and-so or like you meet a guy and you're like, it's always like some Mm -hmm. sort of seven degrees of separation and I just needed to get out of that city and just start fresh and Mm -hmm. then ended up- taking a completely different path and how I found someone, but yes. the, the beach was nice for three years. Yes.
1: Yes. Well, I, if you're comfortable, can of we course. get into that yeah. a little bit? yeah. Oh my bit? God, 100%. Yeah.
2: I don't even know where to start with that relationship because <laughs> it was just so unhealthy yeah. and such a yeah. shit show. When I look back at it now, mm-hmm. I just can't believe I was ever in a relationship like that. But yeah. when you're young, you really are kind of dumb you know like the young and dumb saying it's so true and I um so I started dating this guy when I was I guess 20 years old Mm -hmm. and we moved in together after like four months of dating each other and it was just so intense and it Mm -hmm. was a lot of um he definitely had some alcohol problems drug problems and I was so Mm -hmm. young and everybody was doing it that I didn't understand how yeah it, seems much totally it, would, it just seems normal. normal. Like mm-hmm. everyone's getting blackout drunk in college. So it's yeah. not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But then you realize like four years into a relationship, like, okay, you're still doing this and you're yeah. treating me like shit. And mm-hmm. like you, you lose yourself along the way because you're uh-huh. just so caught up in that relationship. And mm-hmm. like, we kind of talked about it post show somewhat, yeah. but he was super abusive. He had so, he had three DUIs while we were together. He did drugs. He ended up, like, stealing money, cheating on Mm. me with my friend. Like, it's, like, anything bad a person could do to you, he Mm -hmm. managed to do to me. Yeah. And then I just didn't date Mm -hmm. until the show. Like, I just, like, dated here and there. But, like, I didn't have a boyfriend for four years after that because I was so scarred. I just, like, Mm -hmm. didn't know how to open up to somebody again. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I was going to say the the fear of opening up and uh, walls keeping you from trust Mm -hmm. like not being able to trust someone and also not knowing how to let them in yeah after experiencing all of that and i think there's like levels of that that people experience Mm -hmm. um in relationships if it wasn't those exact experiences but um oftentimes you are in that a little bit longer than you think you would be and then you get caught up
2: because when somebody does something bad you know they're so remorseful, and they're yeah. they feel Sometimes. so bad. Well, at least he was like he yeah. wasn't. He's not a bad person. He mm-hmm. was just like really bad in that relationship, and yeah. I think he just had to grow up and mm-hmm. get sober and like work out some yeah. things for himself. Um, and I'm just the person who wants to help everyone. Like mm-hmm. you know how you were saying, yes. I'm loyal. So are- like once I am committed to that person. Mm-hmm i like, I want to help you. Yeah. And so when he would put his hands on me or he would, you know, be emotionally abusive, mm-hmm. it was always when he was drinking. So it was like the crutch of, yeah, so I you, was drunk,
1: yeah, you know? Yeah. You had that
2: rationalizing yeah. of like, he's only doing it because he's drunk. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't, and I was so young, I didn't understand that yeah. that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And I will say too, this is like during the time when Jersey Shore was popular. It sounds so stupid, yeah, but- if you can think of Sammy and Ronnie on Jersey Shore, yep. literally that was my relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. Like people would even say that we like looked like like he was like a super meathead and yeah. like, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like seeing relationship like that on TV and they would fight and make up and fight and make up. Yeah. And I'm like, well, they're doing it and they're on TV. So like I'm not the only person yeah. who goes back to something like that and you make it be okay. Mm-hmm. It's just... And then you just get caught up and then you just don't know how to get out. Like it it took him cheating on me with my friend for me to be like, wait, Mm -hmm. like it's officially too far. Like, you know, like I can handle you treating me badly, but like you just like truly don't have any respect for me at all.
1: Yeah. And now how do you get to that place of you don't have to do something like cheating on my friend, but just treating me badly is enough.
2: Yeah. Right. Like it's for me, it was just... So like for me to step away from that relationship, it took me telling my friends and family. Like Mm -hmm. I just eventually had had enough. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell people because you keep that secret for people.
1: You do. And Mm -hmm. so
2: I just eventually was like, I'm telling my mom because once I tell my mom, there's no No, turning back. She will never let me get back with him again. But then even like relationships after, you know, Mm -hmm. when you have like small red flags, you don't think they're as big of a deal because you were dealing with such terrible red flags that Mm -hmm. you... Let other things slide than in relationships because you're just like, okay, well, he's not as bad as that guy. So, like, he's already better. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you're like, shit, I'm doing it again. I'm Mm -hmm. in another not good relationship.
1: And especially in the beginning, you're trying to foster a relationship, you're trying to nourish it, Mm -hmm. and you're excited about it. You're excited about the fact that you actually met someone that you like, right? Right. And that likes you back. Like, just the (laughs) fact that that
3: happens is
1: like,
2: Whoa. (laughs) For sure. And I mean, like for my biggest thing to overcome after my relationship with that one ex was understanding that I'm not crazy because he like, we would get into it and he would be abusive Mm -hmm. and then he'd be like, well, you push my buttons. It's Mm. like, okay, like, all right. I was young and dumb too. And I was not perfect in that relationship. And I definitely like fueled the fire. But it's definitely not my fault that you lost control.
1: Yeah. Like I may have pushed your buttons, but you had control over how you reacted. How you reacted 100%. You know? And Mm -hmm. it's... So it's like, I think
2: that was the hardest part is then too, when I started trying to date afterwards, it's like Mm -hmm. you would see red flags and it's just like, well, I don't want to be crazy, you know? Because you start believing that you are a crazy person Mm -hmm. and... I really wasn't because now that I'm in a good relationship and there's trust and mm-hmm. he like we take care of each other emotionally yeah. we don't doesn't exist you know yeah. it's like no like I was not yeah. crazy mm-hmm. like
1: <laughs> yeah you're definitely not and I think there's there's levels to that and again I think there's a spectrum of of gaslighting that mm-hmm. occurs and um It sounds like, I mean, one of the big components of gaslighting is when you then start to like question your own experience. You start to question your own like beliefs and and values and and perception Mm -hmm. of an experience or of a situation. And I think when that starts to happen is when you are starting to feel like, oh, like, am I just like crazy? Like, is this like, am I totally off on this? And like, I've had those moments in relationships as well. And and when that thought comes up of like, whoa, like, am I totally losing it? Mm -hmm. Then my second thought is like, nope. I'm like, no bitch.
2: Stay You're strong. right.
1: <laughs> I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Don't don't let him flip that switch like that. Mm-mm. Well, and the like, guys that are like
2: that are always the ones who are nice to everyone else and everybody loves them. Like, that was my biggest problem in that relationship is that that person, he was to the public and, like, he would be so fun out at the bar, like, drinking, taking shots yeah. with everyone, like, life of the party. Yeah, super And nice. then I would have to go home with him when he was wasted and then he like I would be annoyed because I'm like you're so drunk this is not acceptable Mm -hmm. and then I can't complain to anyone about it because they're like you're just being overdramatic. like he's so cool he's so nice it's like Like he was just
1: having a fun night at the bar No, no no Mm -hmm. no no
2: you guys are not seeing the truly toxic person that he is like he's nice in front of you guys because that's just how people like that manipulate you know Mm -hmm. like they're just so cool in front of everyone else and then They like have this other side. It's just like, Mm
3: -hmm. why do
2: I get that side? Like, why can't I get the good side that everybody else is getting?
1: Yeah. And I think that's also part of what can make it difficult. I've done a post on Instagram about this and I've talked about it in a few of the episodes about my experience right now of, of struggling to let in the nice and Mm -hmm. that like questioning the nice and pushing away the nice. And I've gotten a lot of feedback from people that like also experienced the same thing. And I think it also, this, this dynamic and this experience fuels that of like, Oh, well having that experience, it's like, Oh, you know, okay. Someone might be nice at first, but then like, what else is there? Right. And like having that fear. And that's also where it gets difficult to let someone new in and, Mm -hmm. you know, building that trust All right. We're going to take a short break here. You all have heard me mention it very briefly, not only on Instagram, but also on the podcast. And I want to officially introduce all of our podcast listeners to the lovely Pepper. So... If you are on the itty bitty titty committee like me, <laughs> you honestly need to hear about this new bra company. I had, I didn't know that companies specifically specialized in like itty bitty titty <laughs> members. Um, so Pepper literally is the bra that will actually fit me without gaps or exposing my nips or having to resort to like an uncomfortable push up bra um, or, you know, honestly, shopping in the kids department because sometimes that would happen. Um, they seriously specialize in bras that finally actually fit small chested women and are unapologetic about celebrating what you got rather than feeling like you need to be bigger and beautiful, which I am a major, major fan of. I wear a 32A and I tried their limitless wire-free bra and it's super comfortable. It's so cute. It gives me enough coverage and doesn't leave me with any gaps, but like Actually, gives me a little bit of cleavage, not gonna lie. I do enjoy that, and I can wear it all day um all the time- like the whole day and not feel uncomfortable or sore. Uh, so I highly highly recommend checking them out and There's a huge bonus here that they also use a socially responsible manufacturer to produce their bras that provide single mothers in Columbia economic opportunities amazing, always important to look into our companies and see that they are. You know, have a focus or have a value in sustainability or in helping other people. And just another reason why I freaking love pepper. So if you're ready to finally know what it's like to wear a bra that actually fits your body and makes you feel great about yourself as an itty bitty titty com- committee member, <laughs> I always mess that up. An itty bitty titty member, come, itty bitty titty committee member. There we go. We got it, y'all. <laughs> uh, I highly recommend trying Pepper Bras. They're available in band sizes thirty all the way to thirty-eight, and in cup sizes AA, A, and B. You can check them out at wearpepper.com slash taylor. That's wear w e a r pepper p e p p e r dot com slash taylor. Again, that's wear w e a r pepper dot com slash Taylor. And I'm going to hook you up with some free shipping. So don't forget to use promo code Taylor Talk Again, that's wearpepper.com slash Taylor and use promo code Taylor Talk for free shipping. So holla and shout out to all my itty bitty titty committee members. Okay. With all of that said, <laughs> we can get back to the show. So um, I'm curious from you how you found yourself moving forward in different relationships being able to build that trust. I think it just takes time. Like, I'm yeah. just,
2: I, I think that's, there's not like a perfect solution for mm-hmm. it, really, but I think it just takes time. So, then, like, the person I dated before I went on paradise, you yeah. know, I saw red flags, mm-hmm. but like, I just wanted to give it time and see yeah. it out. I remember we talked about some of those yeah, red flags. Like, yeah, and like, yeah, and like, they were definitely there, but mm-hmm. I also didn't want to just completely discredit the relationship because I just mm-hmm. was excited about it at the time. Yeah. And, But at the end of the day, time will always tell. Like, the longer you kind of give yourself to a person, they either start taking advantage of what you're giving Mm -hmm. or they reciprocate it and you're realizing, okay, like that there might be something there. So, I don't think there's like a perfect answer to that. I think it's just everyone's true colors will always show over time. You can only pretend to be a person for so long before all of that kind of starts cracking because. Mm Like then you start traveling or like you're, you know, just like yes. shit happens. And then all yeah. of a sudden, like you're going to react the way you normally would react. So mm-hmm. I think it's just...
1: Very true. Yeah. And that's where it's like having in a way, not necessarily walls, but emotional boundaries, mm-hmm. like starting off a relationship, like not necessarily going from zero to 100, yeah, but like sure. right away so that you do have that time, time. to see how that plays mm-hmm. out. Um I'm I'm curious if it was like did you feel it was difficult to let in Kevin being like a nice guy? Um, yes. And part of it too was having met him from
2: the show. Yeah. Because I feel like there's so many like Mm -hmm. sketchy relationships, you know, and (laughs) like sketchy people in general. You just never really know what someone's Mm -hmm. reasoning is and yeah, what their intentions are. So for me, it was just like trying to well you know like we broke up at the end of the show Mm -hmm. whatever so i'm like okay is he like trying to make up with me now because he wants to um like save face Mm -hmm. and make sure that like america isn't mad at him or like does he actually really care you know and again it's just like it just takes time Mm -hmm. you know but then like my relationship before kevin like i remember time told what kind of a person he was and Mm -hmm. when i finally ended it i was like you know what It took me a little bit, but I still realized it. So I already am Mm -hmm. better in this relationship than I was in the relationship before, you know, because that relationship I was in for four years, that other one didn't even make it to a year because Mm -hmm. eventually along the lines, I was like...
1: Yeah. This is off.
2: You're like, this, mm-hmm. we're not on the same wavelength of what we want in life.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you gave yourself some props for that.
2: Yeah, And you have to, you yeah. know, because it's that's the only way to realize that you've also grown into mm-hmm. like, you, it gives you confidence in yourself. Yeah. And you need that in order to then be in a good, healthy relationship.
1: Yeah. Confidence and value in yourself that you are, are worthy mm-hmm. of that experience as well yeah. to not push it away. Yeah. Yeah. So you've let Kevin's niceness in.
2: Uh, He's honestly the nicest person I've ever met. So I I don't know if it's the Canadian in him or what (laughs) it is, but it it just makes me realize like (laughs) truly how shitty my other relationships were. But it's just crazy because he's like exactly what I always wanted. And Mm -hmm. I just, you know, through dating was like, maybe that person just doesn't exist. Maybe this is just all that's out there. But... He's Lo honestly just, I know, he's honestly just, like, the greatest human I've ever met. He's just yes. so sweet.
1: That's so, it's so nice to see you like this.
2: Because I'm not a gushy type of gal. You're but not. I'm,
1: like, so gushy <laughs> with him, like, literally. Very. Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, I think one of the times we touched base was before you had moved out here. Um, you were, like, in the process, mm-hmm. I guess. And... One of the things that, like, I remember I was slightly worried about for you Mm -hmm. was just, like, how are you going to find who you are while also entering his space, his country, his town, his community, Mm -hmm. like, all of those things? Like, are you only going to become that? Or, like, how are you going to Yeah, you don't want to, like, become,
2: you know, like... Which, like, of course, as you move in, like, you start, like, becoming... A unit. A unit, mm-hmm. but you still want to like keep your own thing. Yes. And it's hard to put yourself out there, but I literally just have to force myself mm-hmm. to like make plans when I didn't want to make plans yeah. and like try to make, mangle with people. Mm-hmm. And like I'm doing yoga teacher training right now because I yeah. realized like – you know, like I can't work in Canada yet because, like, of all the immigration stuff. But I'm like, yeah. I need to like have my people too, mm-hmm. and that's part of why we don't want to travel as much next year too, because <laughs> it's like really hard to like build really good relationships when you're constantly on the go. Hundred percent. It's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been so good at like bringing me in,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and he didn't just expect me to do all of the work on my own. Yeah. He helped me throughout all of it, which is nice. Mm-hmm.
1: He sounds like such a thoughtful He's person. so thoughtful.
2: He's so much more thoughtful than I am. The other day he, he told me, he was like, do you realize you've like never like set up a day or anything for us? I'm like, you're right. Shit. I got to think of something. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He wants a little bit
1: of that uh, initiation from you. Yeah, I
2: know. I need to be better about it. Yeah, I I do the laundry, and that's a lot of initiation. (laughs) Have you scrubbed the toilet in the last year? No,
1: you haven't. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I mean, those day-to-day things, like it's—it's crazy. Our relationships and like how we feel connected to our partners is like ninety-five, probably like ninety-nine percent. All the little things. Mm -hmm. It's all the little things. Day to day. Yeah. So small like little bids for connection that we make with one another that really make or break our relationship. And mm-hmm. I've I've used this before on the podcast of like a, a emotional piggy bank, right? Like the mm-hmm. the deposits you're making into your relationship, the withdrawals you're making when there's like conflict or un, unresolved, you know, problems. Um, and it's really it is all the small things yeah. that, that add up. Mm-hmm. Um what I mean I know you you do the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> you make him food. Um but what are like some of those small things that you guys do that help keep and and nourish your guys yeah. connection? Yeah. So
2: like one of the biggest thing like, he's such a talker, mm-hmm. he, opposite of me. Like I will just yeah. let things build up until I explode and he's Mm -hmm. kind of helped me be better at communicating. So like the biggest thing that we do in order to make sure we're on the same page and Mm -hmm. is in the morning, every morning we have our coffee together and like we just talk things out. Like whether Mm -hmm. it's like wanting to buy, you know, our next place or get whatever it is, he needs to talk everything through. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm a really good listener because I don't like to talk. So that's like, sometimes my mom's like, he can really like talk a lot. I'm like, I know, but that's like our, probably our, the, the biggest reason why our relationship works so mm-hmm. well is because I'm able to listen and I let him talk.
1: Yeah.
2: Which he really likes to do.
1: Yeah. Now I feel like I need to talk to him because I'm like, I'm a talker. And now I'm like, I wonder where our conversations would go. Oh
2: my God. He'd be, he's, he's, he's so well spoken too. It's
1: yeah. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah. All right, so I have a quick story I want to tell and we're going to take a short break here because I don't know if you all remember this, but I posted a story a few weeks ago and I had gotten back from seeing clients and took my jacket off and my sweater was kind of covering my pants, but uh, I was honest and was like, yeah, my pants were unbuttoned because I was bloated and I was in session with my client with my pants unbuttoned underneath my sweater and it's relatable, okay? It's very real. I was wearing and jeans. Sometimes I go for a more casual look, but I'm really excited that we have beta brand as a sponsor of the podcast because they're also just a brand that I love. Uh, so they have these amazing pants that are, uh, they're like dress Pant yoga pants almost. Like you don't have to pick if you want to be casual or if you want to be professional. Um, and they've really helped eliminate this unbuttoning of my jeans underneath my sweater in session. So I've super enjoyed them. Um, they are very, very cute and they're perfectly stretchy. They stay wrinkle free. So you don't have to worry about like steaming or ironing your pants. Um, And they come in all different like styles. The one that I got, it's like a beautiful olive um, and it's high-waisted and it has like a little bit of a flare at the bottom, uh, but very, very cute. Whatever your style is, Beta Brand has the pants to match and you won't have to sacrifice comfort or function for style. So right now, our listeners can get 20% off their first order when you go to betabrand.com slash talk. That's 20% off your first order at betabrand.com slash talk. And I'm not alone in this. There are millions of women that agree that this is the most comfortable pants you will ever wear to work. They are incredibly comfy. I promise you. Go to betabrand.com slash talk for 20% off. And I hope you guys check them out. They honestly have so many cute styles. I'm sure you'll find one that you love and you get a handy dandy discount. So hope you enjoy it and we can now get back to the show. See okay so I know we've I've talked a lot on the podcast about this event called Fireside where mm-hmm. I met my ex and other people um and we were talking about Fireside briefly before this, um, but the owner of the camp, Saul, uh, who's also been on the podcast before, he spoke about relationships as like a Venn diagram mm-hmm. in terms of um, you know who you are and who your partner is and kind of coming together, right? You have the space in the middle, but you also have your own individual parts which is kind of what we talked about just now, but he also talked about how like... The commitment to the relationship mm-hmm. is important and in those sure. small things, that communication. And one thing he shared with his wife is that every morning they do coffee together mm-hmm. and that one of the most important things about them doing coffee together is that they do coffee in the morning together when things are good, but also when things are really hard. For
2: sure.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And that even like when there's some tension or she's like banging the coffee maker a little bit harder than usual, <laughs> that that they still sit down and they still have coffee together and they and they sit through that. Sometimes it's silent coffee, but they're together mm-hmm. and they're there in for that sure. Space. We're,
2: and we're the same way. Like we could ne- like we always say like we'll never go to sleep mad at each other. Like mm-hmm. we'll like we'll never be that couple who's like I'm sleeping on the couch or I'm sleeping in yeah. the other room because like. We always want to go to bed together and wake Mm -hmm. up together every single Mm -hmm. night. And I think that's really important. And Mm -hmm. it makes it easier in a place like Toronto because it's very expensive to own. So 830 square feet, you know, you really can't go very many places. Yeah, it's very true. You really can't avoid each other at all. It's like, I'm going
1: in the bathroom. Very true. Very true. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm curious if like, I know, I think you were actually like one of the first people to say this to me, um, after the show, because a lot of what we do on the show, like when we do our ITMs, we do our interviews is we talk about our feelings a lot. And you were like, always like, fuck this. Yeah. I don't, I don't (laughs) like to talk about my feelings. It's just, I didn't grow up that
2: way. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I don't know if it's like the German in me that we just could potentially be some yeah, like cultural just like, yeah it's just not yeah. something i grew up doing
3: mm-hmm.
2: um and it was my mom my sister and i so it was just like three girls so like mm-hmm. when our emotions came out it was like cat fights and just like yeah. screaming you know mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah i and kevin has made me realize that it's okay to like talk about your feelings and mm-hmm. th- that's the only way to work through them is by talking about them mm-hmm. And I think that's why I was able to find him on the show because the first time around, I like was not ready. I was not ready to talk yeah. about my feelings. I was not ready to talk about my old mm-hmm. relationships. I was just super closed off. Mm-hmm. And then after seeing, you know, Rachel find somebody, Raven find somebody like you, mm-hmm. you, you see it working. Yeah. When I went back into the show, I was just open and like I had my producer, Natalie, yeah. that I trusted, that I knew I could talk to mm-hmm. and... I just said, fuck it, I'm just gonna give it 100%, be myself, and like talk through all of it. And Mm -hmm. it like made me feel so good to be able to do all of those things. So,
1: yeah, well, and you, when you're more open with yourself, I think you're also allowing space to actually deeply feel things. Mm -hmm. Where before, when you're closed, you were also kind of numbing a lot of those feelings yeah, for sure. because you have to be able to feel like the good and the bad, the positive and the negative, mm-hmm. whatever, all of it in between. Um, you can't selectively numb it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if, if therapy has been something that you've done on your own post show, or if it's something that you and Kevin have discussed of doing like premarital stuff. Um, we've
2: discussed the premarital yeah. counseling. Like I really want to do it. Yeah. I just, I just think it's good to kind of, mm-hmm. before you get married, you'd like, I mean, we're on the same page, you yeah. know, we already talk a lot as is, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's just nice to have a third party kind of raise certain questions that you wouldn't think about. Yeah. So I definitely want to do premarital counseling just because yeah. it, it will never hurt. You know? Yeah. Even if it like ends up not helping, it mm-hmm. won't hurt. Yeah. that's I, At least that's how I feel about therapy. It, it's yeah. not going to make anything worse.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I will say, you know, part of what I go over with clients even in the first session is like, Sometimes it will be uncomfortable and it might be painful Mm -hmm. in therapy. And and in that way, you know, at that point it might feel worse, but you move through that. Mm -hmm. And that I think is what is like one of the most beautiful and powerful things about being in therapy is that you have that support to help provide you with tools and skills to Mm -hmm. move through it. But you also just have that like emotional support, for sure, which is like super, super important. For sure. And you just feel like... Somebody cares
2: about mm-hmm. you guys, even though you're p- paying them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but you have like still, several you know? hundred thousand people right. that care yeah. as well. But this is on a this is on a different, different level. Different level, yeah. yeah. And I think that's really awesome that you guys are both open mm-hmm. to to doing that. And I mean, I'm not surprised just hearing how much of a talker Kevin is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that he would be open <laughs> to doing that. Um. Because yeah, I think it's definitely something that couples can feel like unsure about mm-hmm. and can feel like you know this might create a lot of problems that aren't there but overall I think it you know if you're going to make that kind of a decision and that kind of uh, commitment really intense yeah. commitment that talking about the the really difficult things mm-hmm. is going to be super important
2: well and like if you talk about things beforehand then they most likely won't be as big of an issue down the road when mm-hmm. something you've already talked about then actually happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. What do you notice? Like, we we've talked a little bit about you know your past relationships and mm-hmm. how you feel now. in this one, what's like the biggest thing that you notice that's different about yourself and how you show up with Kevin? Um, I think I just this is the most
2: I've ever been myself yeah. in a relationship. I think. I realized that this whole thing was real Mm -hmm. when I realized that I was being around him the same way I am around my family, Mm -hmm. which I think is just such a beautiful thing to find is to know that whether I'm at home with my mom and my sister or whether I'm at home with him, I'm that Mm -hmm. same person. Like I just didn't feel like I ever had to, you know, like if I was upset about something, Mm -hmm. I didn't have to hold it back because I didn't want him to like... Yeah. Think I'm not cool or whatever yeah. Yeah, this, so like, minimize you know? it is. Yeah, like minimizes. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, like, like I don't have to act tough. I don't have mm-hmm. to like keep things in. I can yeah. just like. There's nothing I can say that would push him away in a sense because mm-hmm. it's it's like he's like my family already. You know. Yeah.
3: I'm so, so happy
2: for you. Thanks. thanks. That's so it's, beautiful. It's really. It's been crazy. Like I still yeah. pinch myself because I just can't mm-hmm. believe that. Like I found him, like it's just crazy. I can't believe we met on that shit show of a yes. show. It's just crazy,
1: yes, yes, it's very, very strange, very strange. Mm-hmm. That's life just doing mm-hmm. weird shit, yeah, um, you mentioned being a yoga instructor, yeah, I'm getting certified to be a yoga yeah. teacher, and like as much as i love- I love discussing relationships, right, and that's been mm-hmm. like a really big part of your life recently, but there's so many other things about us as women besides yeah. our relationships mm-hmm. as well. And um, when you were in Florida, you were working at a like a plastic, plastic surgeon's, surgeon's office. office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now you're interested in yoga. Do you feel like you're like a little yogi now? Oh,
2: I so I've been practicing yoga for, I guess, maybe like five-ish, maybe yeah. six ish year years. So I've always loved it. And I went yeah. into it because I wanted to work out. And then mm-hmm. I realized, oh, wow, this is so much more. And this yeah. is a way to just reground myself and Mm -hmm. center myself and just be still just Mm -hmm. alone it's like an hour a day where nobody talks to me and i just zone out the world Mm -hmm. and um i remember the studio i was going to in tampa there was a instructor there kim who had three little kids Mm -hmm. and i just would look at her and be like That's like, I I see myself in her. Like Mm -hmm. I can picture myself having kids and like teaching Mm -hmm. yoga on the side and I'd love to open up my own studio one day. And so now having come here, I'm like, what can I do? I can't work Mm -hmm. yet. Like I'm still figuring out immigration. And so they started offering a yoga teacher training at my yoga studio. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? This is what I'm going for. Like when am I ever going to have that type of flexibility in my schedule Mm -hmm. to be able to Take the course and like take it serious yeah. and study and be involved in mm-hmm. it. And I've just learned so much through the course. Like yeah. it's so much more than just yoga poses. It really is yeah. about doing it often, o- like often on the mat and just mm. being a better person and just
1: wow.
2: everything is full circle. It's yeah. just
1: so what does doing yoga? Off the mat, look like. Well, it's being
2: kind to yourself. It's being kind to others. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. being disciplined about all different aspects of your life in Mm -hmm. order to then be disciplined when you're going to class. Like, you just Mm -hmm. really have to be together in all aspects of your life in order Mm -hmm. to be able to give and receive good energy.
3: Yeah.
2: Because if you don't have your life figured out, how are you going to walk into a class and give that positive energy Mm -hmm. to? 30 other people. Like yeah. you can feel that energy. You can feel when someone's having Definitely. an off day, you know, it's like you go eat at a restaurant and you can just tell the waitress is having an off day and yes. you're just like, all right, let me not take it out on her. Like yeah. I've been there, been a waitress and like mm-hmm. I've had those days. And it's that same thing with being,
3: yeah.
2: I have a new appreciation for anybody who is a yoga teacher because it really is so much about energy and
3: hmm.
2: like You're able to practice and feel good when you leave that class because of the energy that they gave you. Hmm. Pretty crazy.
1: I want to get more into energy, but I'm also, I think it would be nice to hear you've said the first thing was kind of about like being kind to yourself Mm -hmm. and we put so much pressure on ourselves and like unrealistic expectations on ourselves, much higher than we do other people. Um, And I'm curious how you practice being kind to yourself. So it's hard. So like yeah. I I I
2: think with Instagram too. Like mm-hmm. I swear I have body dysmorphic disorder. Like it's just so yeah. crazy because every like pictures are just so edited and like mm-hmm. you just think that like that's like the certain image that you should yeah. be putting out because that's what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. So my biggest struggle with being kind to myself is like mm-hmm. understanding that like If I didn't feel like working out for a week and I ate like shit and I wake up and I look at myself like, and I don't like the way Mm -hmm. I look, that's okay too. Like I'm so critical of myself. And that's like the biggest thing that I struggle with when it comes to the Mm nonviolence with myself is like understanding that it's okay to fluctuate and have off days or sometimes you're just not in the mood, Mm -hmm. but, but it's hard, you know, especially when people criticize everything like so i took my lashes off i had the extensions for uh-huh. like over two years y-
3: yeah and mm-hmm. it
2: was it sounds so silly but it was such a process convincing myself to take off mm. the lashes but then like the amount of messages i'm now getting of like thank god you took those lashes mm-hmm. off and like you look so much better without it's just like
1: i comments on everything wasn't
2: asking mm-hmm. but you know mm-hmm. and it's like that it, That's where, like, again, that balance comes in with like what you're willing to share and what you're not willing to share Mm -hmm. because it's just it's hard to not be hard on yourself with the way you look when people literally have an opinion about it. Yes, nonstop.
1: Yes, on like every single part of it. Um, Yeah, and I think like I've had to be very particular about how I've curated my feed Mm -hmm. to make sure that my feed is something that when I look at it, it's something that I'm learning things and that I feel like. I can relate Mm -hmm. and that there are things that are different from me, but that they're things that still feel somewhat empowering or somewhat inspirational. And yeah,
2: you get the like body hate a lot, right? Like when you like post a bikini picket or something and like people
1: just, I don't understand. And the part I find the most interesting too is it's like people, it's like the caption, if it's not about the fact that my stomach or my ass is in it, then Mm -hmm. it's like, how dare you? Like, why don't you just point out that this is just about your abs or your ass? But then it's like, if you just point out the fact that it's like, yeah, this is my ass or like, yeah, then this is my thirsty. stomach. Then, then yeah. It's then the it's like, trip. you're just looking for yeah. attention. And so it's like, you really can't, you can't fucking win. Yeah, no. And there's like, no, no point. Like I'm not fighting anyone anymore. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I like this photo. Yeah. I'm posting it. Um, But I do think it's like the comparison that starts to mm-hmm. happen can be really dangerous and put ourselves in really negative spaces. And so being super intentional about how that feed is curated, sure. like I've unfollowed a lot of bachelor people. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it doesn't feel good. And yeah. I'm like, this isn't like nothing that you're bringing right now is serving me in any way aside from like, Oh, like, should I be doing that? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, cause I don't fucking care. And yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> Like, no, I don't actually want to fucking be doing what you're doing. <laughs> but that's great. Like, I hope you're having a great life and, like, all that stuff. Like, yeah. totally. But, like, some of it just fuels this comparison and this, like, again, popularity contest and, yeah. and all of those things. It's
2: it's just like high school. It's really yeah. it's absurd. But mm-hmm. it's the, you have to train your mind almost to mm-hmm. stop caring. And, like, the best advice anyone's ever given me and that's why like we try to kind of keep a level of separation with social media is the people who hate on you and the people who love you know the same amount of stuff about you so like you also can't you know like and that's Mm -hmm. what makes it hard about sharing too much of our relationship because then you get the we love you we love you we love you and you see a lot of people and it gets to their head and they Mm -hmm. literally start thinking that they're like celebrity or celebrities or just that they do have the best relationship where like yeah. they should be giving advice about everything where it's mm-hmm. like, what, like, why yeah. do you think that about yourself? Like, stop
1: yes. reading the comments. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's boundaries. Yeah. It's sure. Boundaries. Um, And I think boundaries can do a lot for your energy. Mm-hmm. And I want to loop back to energy a little bit. You should because- really have like
2: a chakra Healer or somebody come on to your podcast, mm-hmm. you would love it. It's so so interesting.
1: Yes, we did. Vanessa and I did a little chakra thingy in Bali when we were there. Oh, and cool! Yeah, what I a good place never, for it. I had never experienced anything like it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this like super strange, like euphoric feeling mm-hmm. afterwards. It was like a, you know, we did like the the tones yeah. and like all this stuff, and it just. It was so it was definitely a little out of my comfort zone. And at first, like we were like giddy and like, you know, mm-hmm. immature and like, hee hee. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> this is weird. Um, but throughout it, we like got really focused and we yeah. were like, oh my God, like this like was amazing. Um, I definitely want to have someone on that yeah. does that kind of work. And actually a guest I just recorded with um is holding like a sexual energy course. It's cool. Where you basically like have orgasm from just the sexual energy that you experience and there's no touching. And I think that, like, I'm sure pieces of that also include with your chakras. Uh, For sure. She was like and they're all affected. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, there's so much to that that honestly comes up in our everyday life mm-hmm. that we are just so unaware of that we Mm -hmm. don't actually focus on. And it sounds like the work that you're doing to become a yoga teacher is causing you to be like really intentional about healing that energy, about being aware of that energy and like harnessing perhaps a particular kind of energy in certain situations.
2: Yeah, for sure. And like, I think for me, the biggest thing I've realized too is that sometimes it's okay to just say, I need like an hour to myself and Mm -hmm. I'll just like go down to the studio in our condo and just... Mm -hmm. Like, even if it's just like me reading my yoga notebook or a book mm-hmm. or like practicing or whatever it is, yeah. like you can't put out positive energy unless you're allowing yourself to recognize which energy is off.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a good Toronto girl. If you come back here, I have mm-hmm. a really, really good energy.
1: Yeah, for sure. Specialist
2: that you can have she on. She like
1: reads your energy? Um,
2: She can. Yeah. She has, like, a little quiz thing that Mm -hmm. she has you do. Yeah. She came to one of our weekends, and it was very informative.
1: Is there, like, a specific kind of energy that you notice, like, when you're off? Like, how do you know when you're off? Mine is my
2: throat because, again, I'm not, like, the same kind of a talker the way Kevin is, Mm -hmm. and so when I bottle things up, it puts me so out of whack, but Mm. because I'm not naturally prone to share everything yeah I have to work at like saying what's on my mind and not assuming people like Kevin or other people yeah. can just read my mind
1: that's so my throat, throat
2: chakra is my worst one because I'm mm. just not good at expressing myself
1: yeah so there's like some blockages mm-hmm. in the throat chakra yeah 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 the I think that's something as a talker I have to practice being really patient with my partners on because often they're not as open of shares as I am. Mm -hmm. And so it's finding how I can create a safe space for them to feel comfortable to open up in that way, but also knowing just kind of like the right questions to ask, to invite them Mm -hmm. to share.
2: So what we had to do for yoga is do active listening, which is the hardest thing I've Mm -hmm. ever done my whole entire life, is to just sit there in silence while somebody else talks. And vice versa, it's so hard when you're forced to just... Talk, talk without getting feedback for mm-hmm. 5 minutes but you know like the exercise was so that when we do teach the class we're comfortable with silence and we're comfortable being the only one speaking yeah. but it made me realize too how often i was looking for how i could respond when somebody was yes. talking instead of just listening mm-hmm. so active listening is like the best exercise yeah. everybody should like do it with their partner to yes. just yeah. Feel the awkwardness of being silent mm-hmm. or just talking, It's really interesting,
1: yeah, and so then is that something that you then went home and practiced with Kevin? yeah, like I didn't make him like
2: sit down and do it with me, yeah. but I was trying not to finish his sentences, like I catch myself trying to like he'll be like, yes. no, that's not what I'm trying to say,
1: and so I realized like you just need to shut up sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, like let someone finish mm-hmm. their thought. But yeah. it is difficult to separate yourself from that, especially mm-hmm. when it is something, especially when some kind of like conflict arises, right? And you're subjective in that, that yeah. you also have emotion in it. Yeah, and you want to defend
2: yourself or mm-hmm. like get your point across.
1: Yeah, and I think that's when the real work comes in to be like, okay, let me... Like I'm really frustrated about this. Like I'm super annoyed by this, and like that hurt my feelings. But like I'm gonna listen here, and then when you are done, I am going to speak. And being able to give each other that space. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, that's that. I think is is a lot of the the work. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, the work. Yeah. Every relationship is work. Yes, it is, and I think it's interesting because when I've shared that on instagram mm-hmm. i've gotten such mixed feedback people either i always find it's like it's very polarizing yeah and sometimes i'm like i don't know why certain people follow me like do you not know yeah. like what you came here for because it's i know been i like saw this. some
2: rant that you did the other day about something what was it and you're like do people forget that you yeah. follow me because of a dating show yes <laughs>
1: So, I was talking about non monogamy, yeah. and like, that's right, <laughs> people are like, you know, like, tell me or read Bibles and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, you realize, like, The Bachelor is literally a show where, like, one person dates a bunch of other mm-hmm. people at the same time, yeah, and then at the end falls in love with more than one person. Yet, we're like, non monogamy is such a crazy idea, like, what? Mm-hmm. What, yeah. It's interesting, huh? Like, obviously it's not for everyone. It's not my my point. I'm not saying like, fuck monogamy, but like, it's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. And it is a very valid way of having a relationship that the default does not always have to be monogamy, but that Mm -hmm. for a lot of people it is. And that's totally fine. I could, I could keep going. <laughs> no, i enjoyed the rant. <laughs> yeah, you enjoyed it. Was there anything you thought or
2: learned? It, no, but like it made so much sense. I, I think I'm just, I was definitely raised to be an open-minded person. Mm-hmm. So like to me, it's just is yeah. crazy to wrap my mind around the fact that people get so personally offended by that mm-hmm. type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like I never really thought about it. Like we literally yeah. were all making out with the same person. Yeah, within like two minutes of each other, like living off of listerine strips. Yes, for two months.
1: The <laughs> Which listerine is like strips,
2: disgusting. Yeah, you know, but yeah, like you don't think about it. It's just become acceptable because it's just a TV show. So, but yeah. it's literally the same exact thing. Like, there's definitely elites who are having sex with more than one person yep. during fantasy suites. So, like, yeah. how is that okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But then,
1: then you're they gonna follow shit all you. Over yeah, and then it, now it's
2: a problem. It's just just.
1: Yeah, and I think it's important because it's like one of the reasons that I was able to also like rationalize the show was that like essentially what's happening on the show is also happening in your in your everyday life. Just people don't communicate about Mm -hmm. it. Like unless you've had some kind of exclusivity conversation, the person you're seeing is likely talking talking to to someone else.
2: One hundred percent, especially now with the internet.
1: Yes, exactly the internet (laughs) Um, because it's so much more access. But it's true. It's like. At least in that scenario on the show, you're aware of it, mm-hmm. right? And I think my hope is that people are increasing the quality and the quantity of conversations they're having around their dating dynamics so that their partner is fully aware mm-hmm. and informed on A, what they want, but also B, like what they're doing mm-hmm. and that that's okay if like you're seeing me and you're seeing someone else. Like, I you are- have to know about it. Yeah, and like, like we'll see like where our relationship goes, mm-hmm. and and all of that. But it's it's people have very strong feelings towards monogamy, and yeah. anything that's like different than that is like, that's not okay.
2: Yeah, see, I told you before we started recording, like no way I could ever do it. I'm too yeah. jealous. Yeah, and just just don't have that like switch mm-hmm. in my brain. I guess yeah. you know. But like, it's just it's crazy to me that people care about what other people are doing yeah. with their life.
1: Yeah. You know, everyone's got opinions and that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. But I think it's important to be careful of when those turn into like judgments and yeah. projections. Mm-hmm. More so projections than judgments, actually. But yeah, I don't know. And, and like to your jealousy point, like, yeah, I think jealousy is a very normal uh, emotion But to it's have. probably also because of the type of,
2: again, relationships I was in in the past, you know? That too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To
2: where I just wouldn't. I
1: have a thought. Yeah. I forget this, but Kevin was on Canadian Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. And so he already, and like any guy that goes on the show, they just like, their DMs, just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And like, it's just, it's all, it's a bunch of ladies that watch the show. And it's like, they get a lot of feedback from ladies. And... (laughs) Yeah, like with your history with jealousy, how is that? I mean, I know as a couple, it's like a little different. People are very encouraging of the relationship itself and like very happy for the two of you. But like, yeah. how do you manage that jealousy?
2: It's weird. It, it, I've like never been jealous in our
3: yeah. Relationship,
2: And I think it's just because of the kind of person he is and he's so yeah. transparent. Mm-hmm. And and he always jokes too. He was like, people are just so happy we're together. Nobody yes. slides in my DM anymore. He was like, yeah. I used to get those before I met you. And then yeah. now like zero ever. But yeah. like, I don't know. It's I don't hmm. know how to explain it because I was definitely a jealous person in past relationships. But yeah. again, it's because of the type of person they were being. Yeah. So I think...
1: I was warranted
2: to like feel that way because their actions made me feel that way to where nothing Kevin does makes me be like, oh, this is kind of sketchy or like, this Mm -hmm. is not appropriate to where like, it's just never come up. Like I, we went to a concert after we got engaged Mm -hmm. and this girl (laughs) came up to us and she's like, oh my God, just I just want you to know I'm happy for you. I thought she was a fan. It was a girl that he had been with before he met me. <laughs> and she was, like, congratulating us. And I literally was, like, thank you so much. And I was, like, waiting for her to be, like, can we take, take a, a picture?" Photo? <laughs> and then, like, the conversation kept going. I'm, like, this is really weird. Like, this girl is, like, being like super. Like, very personal? Yeah. And she was, like, I just want you to know no bad feelings. And I was, like, what? Like, what am I missing? And then we, like, you know, said our goodbyes, walked off. Whoa. And Kevin was, like. Oh my God. I didn't even, it didn't even click until like, but yeah, it's pretty interesting. Wow. Did she see that you were like now engaged? Yeah. She was literally congratulating us on the engaged. So she must've seen it probably on Instagram or something, but I literally thought she was just like.
1: Interesting time to be like, no hard feelings. I know. I'm like, well, okay. Thank you. Because yeah, we've been together for over (laughs)
2: like, I literally thought she was a fan. It was really
3: bad. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> That's really that funny. is
1: really funny. <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, I did. I did have a thought just around it. It doesn't sound like the reason that you were perhaps jealous in the past relationships. Mm-hmm. It sounds like more was an association with having an insecurity in the relationship and it being an unsafe place. Yeah,
2: for sure. 100%. Than it was like me being I a want, jealous person.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that it sounds like with your relationship with Kevin that he's provided you with this emotional security. Mm -hmm. He um, is very dedicated to the relationship that there isn't a question or a lack of trust Mm -hmm. on your end that he has like proven that trust to where you would, you know, kind of push out this jealousy frequently. Mm -hmm. Like certainly I don't think that like just because you're in a secure, committed relationship means that you won't experience jealousy. But I don't think that it's like providing a breeding ground for Mm -hmm. jealousy and insecurity to be consistently present. For sure. sure. Yeah. And part
2: of that, yeah, it's just like the kind of person that he is being an open communicator and whatnot, Mm -hmm. because there's definitely, you know, like in the beginning of a relationship, it's like, I would ask him a question and he'd be like brutally honest, you know, but because he's so honest, it's like, I always knew where I stood. Yeah. So then I don't have a reason to be Mm -hmm. jealous or insecure because, yeah, he, like, provides me with mm-hmm. the answers that I need, even if I don't like them sometimes.
1: That's so important, <laughs> and I love that. Like, I'm always so honest every step of the way of where i'm at in a relationship Mm -hmm. and what i want and sometimes it is uncomfortable but like that's really important to still maintain regardless of how uncomfortable it is and i think a lot of people shy away from those conversations and instead kind of start to play these like games and try to like have like this different like power dynamic and and all this stuff and i think it just makes it this really messy situation that really doesn't nourish
2: connection Mm -hmm. It, it doesn't make the relationship – like it doesn't build a relationship that will last.
3: Yeah.
2: It's like good for the now, when, mm-hmm. but like it won't yeah. make it. Yeah. I think that's why a lot of the relationships within the show, mm-hmm. you know, fail so quickly because it's like yeah. the ideal person that you think you fell in love with or like the perfect persona that they've put out and then yeah. you go out into the real world
0: and mm-hmm. you're like,
2: whoa, now that there's not cameras on you, you're, like, a
1: totally different person. This is really scary. Yep, yep, (laughs) yep, yep. That definitely happens. Definitely happens. And it's, I think, it's hard because you do want to be open, Mm -hmm. right? And you want to try to give people, like, the benefit of the doubt. But I think it's, you really have to go back to, like, listening to your gut. And I know, like, I've struggled with that before. I've shared that before where, like, I've, Felt my gut, but then I've been like, no, like let me like try to rationalize this and like Mm -hmm. make sense of it. And it really like your body is literally telling you.
2: It's that energy again. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: It's the fucking energy. (laughs) I can't wait for you to be a yoga teacher. (laughs) I know I'm so
2: excited. I have like three weeks left. I have I'm going later tonight for Mm -hmm. teacher training. I'm there all weekend. It's like consumes my weekends. It's intense. But I'm super excited.
1: No, that's awesome. And I think, like, it will definitely help you to build more of a community here to for make sure. this be your home mm-hmm. as well because, yeah. you know. And I love it
2: because it's, like, my you, – you know, it, it's my thing. Like, mm-hmm. I love having my little group mm-hmm. of friends that I've met and, like, being yeah. able to come home from it and mm-hmm. share with Kevin, you know, to yeah. where it's, like, you have to find your own little
1: thing. Little group, yeah. yeah. And, and passions, mm-hmm, For sure. And I, like – I don't know how passionate or, like, excited and fulfilled you felt at your, like, plastic surgeon office.
2: Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I quit mm-hmm. and went back on the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Valid. Valid. Yes. Um. Yeah, I'm so excited for you and, like, Thanks. everything that's happening and... I'm sure it's going to be a super intense whirlwind of the next year as oh, you're like yes, planning. I know.
2: We just found a venue yeah. and set a date, so we've got a year to
1: plan, mm-hmm. which
2: is exciting, but Very yeah, it's exciting. definitely going to be interesting.
1: Yeah. that's I, I can't even wrap my head around doing anything like that. I don't know if, if for you, if it feels like this makes sense right now, right? That it's like, you see yourself here or if you're still like, well, what?
2: I totally do. Yeah. I really do see myself here, which is nice. And I think a big part of that is like having Kevin have, like, he made me feel so comfortable coming here. Like I didn't move into his place. We got a new place, bought that to where it's our own, you know, Mm -hmm. because it would have, it wouldn't have felt that same way if I had moved into his 100%.
1: 100%. That's your
2: pad, you know? So yeah. he was just, he made it easy. He made the transition so yeah. easy for me.
1: And he made it about the two, I'm saying like, he made it about like, just from what you're saying, I don't know, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, it sounds like he made it about the two of you building a life together 100%. as opposed to me being you, part of his life, you coming to be a part of his life mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. And I think that's a huge difference And like when people ask questions about long distance relationships and when they talk about, you know, moving in with each other and doing these things, I think the steps that you guys took are hundred percent what I usually Mm -hmm. would recommend and suggest to friends and clients, even as we talk through these kinds of things is, you know, creating that space that is for the two of you is super important.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. I made him throw out all of his brown boy furniture.
1: (laughs) Yes. No, I remember in college, my boyfriend, Ian, he had this like huge brown bulky desk, like the most bulkiest desk ever. Like it had like basically a whole cabinet on top of it. It was this- so hideous. And these like huge brown leather couches Everything that I was brown. just like, what? It literally all went in the man cave when mm-hmm. we moved in with each other. And then, um... We broke up and blah, blah, blah. And when I went back to Baltimore to visit, like we're on great terms and we're friends mm-hmm. and love him. Um, he still went has back. all of the stuff? Yeah. Oh, and gosh. I went, I don't think he doesn't have the couches anymore, but he, I went in his bed bit- I stayed with him, um, non-sexually cause we're on great terms. Um, but went in his bedroom. Yeah. And I was like, you still have this fucking <laughs> desk. I was like, Oh my we God. I still have the brown couch, but <laughs> yeah. it just fits well. And it's a condo place.
2: So it's like, yeah. there's only so much space and next place will be bigger. So I'm like, all right, we'll keep yeah. the brown couch mm-hmm. for another year. And yeah. then.
1: Yeah. And, and I don't know. I think there's a part of that that's like, that's him. Yeah, and I right? don't want to make him get rid of
2: all of his stuff either. So Yeah,
1: that's like I don't necessarily vibe with that, but like I appreciate that, like that that's a part of you. And yeah, that's, and like, I could what put you white pillows on, on
2: it, so it's not as brown.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Just that's that's a blending, you know, mm-hmm. a blending of your lives, a coming together in the middle, you know. For sure, that's so beautiful. Well, I'm so glad that we got to chat, and thank and you for like too. sharing and being open, and you know, of course. Talking about all the things. I know. Let's not go two years again. Yeah. <laughs> without seeing each other. Please, please. That was too <laughs> long. Um, if people want to like follow up with like yoga stuff, are you gonna like do? Any yeah, kind I'm of- gonna try to start posting.
2: I wanna, I wanna try and teach free classes like once yeah. a month potentially because. I mean that's a large reason why I don't go to yoga classes because they're so expensive and that's part yeah. of what we've talked about at my training is how mm. it's just not accessible to mm. all types of people and yeah. like when you think yoga you think skinny white girl that shops at Lululemon yeah. wellness and, is a very
1: whitewashed
2: yeah and area. it's so much more than that and so I want to try and find I we have a little studio in our condo so I want to try mm. and find a way to offer Yeah, classes for people and kind of build a little community. And Mm -hmm. then once I have like a, you know, core group of people who come to my classes, then go to different studios and be like, look at all these people who will come practice here. Mm
1: -hmm. So we'll see. And I want to
2: offer some stuff online too, just Mm -hmm. because it's so expensive. Like nobody should have to pay $120 a month to be able to exercise it's just ridiculous like
1: sit and like focus on their breathing yeah
2: it's just not (laughs) okay
1: yeah and we didn't even get to this part but this is one part i super love about you but the camp that you do Mm -hmm. um yeah Love, love, love that you do that. Do you want to just maybe give like a brief overview of what you do there? So
2: um, I've volunteered at Dream Street is Mm -hmm. what it's called. It's a camp for kids with terminal illnesses. Mm -hmm. Um, So like cancer, blood disorders, all sorts of different Mm -hmm. stuff. And it's one of the only camps in the countries where they're able to come. They have chemo administered to them or like whatever meds that they need. Mm -hmm. And I've volunteered for... Nine years now. Yeah. Kevin's coming next year as well because I always said I would never bring a boyfriend. I would only yeah. bring a husband because it's, like, so close to my mm-hmm. heart. I didn't want it to be, like, Tainted. an awkward thing and then, like, what if we break up and they keep coming to my happy place.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, so I didn't let him come last year. Mm-hmm. So this will be the first year I'm letting him come. Um, but yeah, volunteer for nine big... years. If people want to donate, um, mm-hmm. I have the link in my bio on Instagram yeah. and it's just mm-hmm. my favorite week of the year. And it like grounds me, humbles me. And it mm-hmm. makes me realize that there are sick children out there. So none of my problems are really that big of problems ever. Mm-hmm. I always say it's like my New Year's, like people make <laughs> resolutions on New Year's Eve, and I yeah. go to camp and I'm like get reset and I just like <laughs> leave so much nicer, it's crazy yes,
1: yes, I love that oh,
2: it's the best place
1: that's amazing. Have you had girlfriends go with you
2: Um I have um but it's just a, you usually go by yourself. Yeah, yeah, I usually I go with my family. Like mm. my whole family usually goes. So my oh, stepdad no. is a pediatric oncologist, so he's one of the doctors there. Wow, and then yeah. my mom, my sister, and my brother go too. So it's kind of our family thing, mm-hmm. and that's why we don't really
1: yeah. let
2: outsiders. Vanessa Aww. visited once for a day. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I did yeah. see that. Yeah. That's
2: so, so beautiful. Yeah, it's a really great place. It's amazing. I love that you
1: do that. I'm like just again I feel like (laughs) energy right you pick up on people's energy and even though we didn't get super close while filming I'm so happy that we got closer post filming because just like you're just like an amazing person (laughs) and like you don't click with everyone on the show obviously no it's impossible yeah obviously but like it does it is a beautiful thing that you can meet some really amazing people from it. That like that pro- you would have
2: never met otherwise. Like never. no way our paths would have ever
1: crossed no. for any other
2: reason other than clearly yeah. we were both not good at picking men.
3: <laughs> our friends we felt the need well. to sign us up.
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's a very wild experience but i'm so glad that i met you through it and i'm so glad that you were able to also meet not only like a bunch of other friends like you're very close with a lot of the other girls as well but also to meet my future husband yeah how weird crazy wild yeah well i'm so happy for you and thank you so much for coming on thanks for having me Yeah. All right, that does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for making it all the way through and keeping your ears, your hearts, and your minds open. It would mean so much to me if you could take a second or two after listening to this episode to leave a review on iTunes and let me know what you're enjoying about the show. I love reading you know, what your favorite episodes are, where you guys listen, um, and definitely feel free to share this with a friend. I mean, part of how we break down the stigmas around these topics is by talking about them, right? And And sharing them with more people. So definitely share the podcast. And again, really wanting to include all of you in this podcast. So if you have questions or you want to share a thought or an experience, please send in a voice memo to ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. And I'm really excited to keep having these conversations and uh, breaking down these stigmas. So thank you all so, so, so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and I'll talk to you next time.